kicked off this episode of Monster Kid Radio with the song Pacific Trash Vortex. It's from the band Terrorist Bengala Party. You can find them on Facebook, on SoundCloud, on YouTube, or you just follow the links in the show notes over at monsterkidradio.net. That's our website for this here podcast, Monster Kid Radio, the podcast devoted to the classic and sometimes not so classic genre cinema of yesteryear. I'm your host, Derek M. Cook. I want to welcome you to the show. I hope you're having a super week because we've got a superhero here on the show. Now, a couple of days ago on the B-Movie Cast, episode 280, I appeared as a special guest to talk about the movie Argo Man, a fantastic Superman. It came out in 1967. It's sometimes known as the Incredible Paris Incident. Well, I was on the B-Movie Cast with Vince, Mary, and Nick to talk about this swinging Euro spy superhero film and it was a lot of fun. I'm going to recommend you guys and gals go over to bmoviecast.com to check that out, listen to it for yourself. And then in this episode of Monster Kid Radio, I've got Argo Man himself. Roger Brown, the man who played Argo Man, appears on this episode of Monster Kid Radio for an interview about his involvement with the film, his background, how he ended up in Italy in the first place and what he's doing now. I'm really excited to share this super interview with you with a superhero. I love Argo Man, and big thanks to Roger for taking some time out of his evening to chat with me about this movie that he made almost 50 years ago. Also, big thanks to Dorado Films for putting me in contact with Roger Brown and introducing me to Argo Man. Now, Dorado Films can be found over at doradofilms.com. This is the company that distributes Argo Man. In fact, you can buy Argo Man directly from Dorado Films through their website. $10 plus shipping, and you can get a copy of the DVD. Or, if you're interested in streaming, Dorado Films has a channel on Roku. You can watch the movie there. Or Flips. Now, this is an app that you can use on your smartphone or your tablet. Flips is spelled F-L-I-P-P-S. And you can stream movies to your smartphone, through your tablet. And Argo Man is one of the movies that you can stream through the Dorado channel on Flips. So it's real easy for you guys and gals to see this movie. Buy the DVD from Dorado Films directly or watch it streaming. Or maybe you'll win a copy of the DVD. Because on this episode of Monster Kid Radio... With the help of Dorado Films, we're giving a copy of the DVD away. Stay tuned to the end of the episode to find out how you can enter to win this DVD. And it's a cool DVD. As I talked about over on the B-MovieCast, this DVD actually has this lost, hidden beginning to the film, which you don't see on most other prints of Argo Man. So stick around for that at the end of the show. I've mentioned our website a couple of times. I want to mention it again. MonsterKidRadio.net is where you're going to find everything that you need to know about Monster Kid Radio between episodes. There's links to our Live 365 channel, our YouTube page, our Flickr album, and you'll also find our contact information. Our email address is MonsterKidRadio at gmail.com, and our phone number is 503-479-5657. That's 503-479-5M. KR. You can call and leave a voicemail there, or again, shoot me an email if you have any feedback about anything that you've heard here on the show. And remember that email address that's going to come up later at the end of the show. There's also a link to our Facebook group, and of course, we have a Facebook page on Facebook as well. Like the page, join the group, chat it up with other listeners of Monster Kid Radio between episodes, take part in some of the polls that we have going on over there, or find out about upcoming events like future Monster Kid Radio crashes where we all get together and see a movie. 
I bring that up because in the next episode of Monster Kid Radio here in a couple of days, I'm bringing you audio that we recorded at the last Monster Kid Radio crash event when we watched the movie El Santo vs. the Martian Invasion as part of the Cinescopio series. Of course, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. That's going to happen in a couple of days. Why don't we go ahead and get to that interview with Roger Brown, the man who played Argo Man, right after this. Do you enjoy movies like Carnival of Souls, The Mole People, Black Sunday, and The Tingler? Do you find yourself late at night reading magazines such as Film Max, Chiller Theater, or Monster Bash? Do you love vintage television programs like Sky King, Outer Limits, and The Time Tunnel? Do you find yourself surfing the net looking for the next monster movie festival or expo? Do you enjoy hearing anecdotes, cinematic details, and unusual insights into some of your favorite movies? If you answered yes to any of the above, you are encouraged to join your host, Vince Rotolo, as he examines some of the latest horror, sci-fi, and cult theatrical releases, new DVDs to add to your collection, and of course, the old classics, both good and bad. He even interviews people throughout B-Moviedom. So tune in to B-MovieCast at bmoviecast.com. Well, I think the biggest question that I would have for you, Roger, is how you got involved in Argo Man. Well, I had done a couple of films previously with the director, Sergio Grieco. It was no doubt it was Terrence Hathaway. And, and so he picked me to do that. He saw that I could, you know, show up on time and uh, hit my mark <laughs> and know my lines. So that's basically how I got it. So you've worked with him before? Yeah, I, I had done two films for him before. We had traveled quite a bit. We've been to North of Africa and uh, Switzerland. So we worked in, We worked quite well. He's quite an educated man. He spoke French. I spoke a little French. So we just had fun. We, speak French at times, so uh, had a very, very quiet, gentle man, and uh, knew what he wanted, and he, he knew I, I could give it to him, and I could do the acting, and do the, and, and the stunt work, the running, and the fights, and all that, and he knew that I wouldn't require a double for the love scenes. <laughs> very important in a movie like Argo Man. Very important, yeah. <laughs> well, before Argo Man, you had done a number of the Gladiator films, is that where you kind of cut your yeah, teeth on doing the really stunt work? started over there doing, uh, I think I did about six Gladiator, Sword and Sandal, we called them. And at the end of that era, why they, they started doing the, what I call low-budget Bond, you know, on the coattails of the James Bond films, which are so popular, of course. So I made several of those, and uh, along with Argo Man, science fiction type things, with the, all with the spy motif. And that's about it. Uh, I went from the Sword and Sandal to... Uh, to wearing clothes. <laughs> a very unique set of clothes, though. But what did you think when you first saw the costume for Argo Man? <laughs> well, it's not when I first saw it. It's, it's, it's after they put it on me, and I couldn't see out of that thing. <laughs> put that mask on, that head headgear on, and I could hardly see out of it, and I had to do stuff. I had to run and, and do fights and all that. It was, it was not an easy thing at all. <laughs> well, they got it on me. I'm going to have to do it, so... Uh, Regardless of my, uh, I'm not really claustrophobic, but that, you know, being in that for several hours a day can make you so. Not a fun thing wearing that, uh, wearing that headgear. <laughs> 
<laughs> did you get to keep the costume after the movie? No, thank you. I did not get to keep it, and I did not ask for it either. <laughs> <laughs> Last day I saw that costume was, was a good day. <laughs> was there ever any talk of doing a follow-up or another adventure with Argo Man, no, or was never, that it? There never was. Uh, evidently, the film did not do enough at the time to merit a sequel. That was ever said about doing it. And in fact, I think the film may be more popular today than it was with when I did it, like I told Anija, where, where were you when I needed you? <laughs> you and, and others in the 20 and 30, even 40 age group that were, weren't around when I did this film. So yeah, that's where it goes. It's uh, no regrets. Well, I, I think there should have been a sequel. I loved the movie, and I got a chance to see it on the big screen here in Portland uh, last year. I, I loved it. It's pretty well made. It was, it was good production value. And, you know, what... What you saw was, it was all there. It's, it's not like it was enhanced electronically. That was it. It was before the days of, uh, of all the electronics where they could, they could make you seem like you're doing everything. What, what was done, they, uh, we did it. it was, that was it. Not very much trick photography. The only trick photography that I can remember was when they showed uh, a shot of my villa down on the, uh, the coast of of Italy where the hovercraft comes in there and they did have a shot of it like a cardboard photo in front of the of the camera and you look through the camera and it's a beautiful beautiful villa on the side of the of the hill and it wasn't on the side of the hill it was just a beautiful cutout um, picture that that appeared to be on the side of the hill that's that's the only trick stuff that they did in the film that I know of that I can recall well, the villa was beautiful, but there was also something else very beautiful in the movie. What was your relationship like with uh, your co-star, Dominique? Well, she kind of kooky, but she was she was nice. She was good. <laughs> yeah, she was fine. She was very very professional, and yeah, we worked well. Worked well together. You know, she, she knew her lines and, and acted well, and, and uh, we got along fine. It was never never a problem. Had you been in contact with anybody from Argo Man over the years? Yes, Mimo Palmada. And I had done several films with, with Mimo. I think, I think I worked together with him at least three uh, films. He went by the name of Dick Palmer in this film. He's one of the heavy guys. You know, he's sort of a swarthy, evil eye-looking guy. But, but I had been in contact with him. I called, I called him uh, several years ago because I, I learned just, oh, just a few years ago that there were they were paying royalties on uh, films that they were showing on TV. This is long after I left, and I, I realized that uh, they were paying royalties, and, and he was involved with that organization. I got in touch with him, and uh, we've been in contact with, the, with this organization. I've, I've got money to collect, but you have to go through the, the bank, and I've got to huh. go to the concert one day, and I just, I just haven't gotten around to do it. I mean, it's not a huge sum of money, but I know there are uh, a lot of people all over the world who, who are owed uh, some money from from residual royalties of the things shown on TV, which when I left there in 1980, they didn't, it didn't exist. It, they weren't showing anything, and this just came on maybe in the uh, maybe the mid-90s they started showing them and, and owing uh, money to, uh, to the actors who worked in it. Well, Argo Man's got to get paid, right? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I should. Maybe I, 
maybe I, well, it's just a question. I've got to go. I've got to go to the consulate here in Los Angeles one day. In fact, I did. I did go. I did go to the consulate. Uh, unbeknownst to me, uh, they had moved. Oh. Yeah, I went to. I went to. Uh, there used to be a, in Santa Monica, which I'd been there several times because I had. I had to go there because I was over so many years of work that I. I get an Italian pension, so I knew where it was. So I went over there to take care of this business, and I found out that they moved. They moved into Century City. So I just uh, thought, well, I'll get back someday. That, that was months ago. Maybe I'll get around to it one day. I, I should. Thank you for reminding me of that. I'll, I'll, put, I'll calendar it for uh, down the line when I have to go back over there. <laughs> so you've done other movies other than Argo Man. You mentioned some of the spy films and the, and the sword and sandal films. Uh, yeah, there were several spy films and uh, adventure films. Like, well, I just I, could, I just know the Italian uh, titles. They some some of them have anglicized them. Assault on the State Treasure. And, uh, I've done very little about accumulating things that I did. I mean, once I left the business in 1980 and came over here, I just dropped it because I didn't have time to uh, to pursue anything. I, I didn't pursue acting when I came over here. I just started started back about a, a year and a half ago when I stopped work. I worked in a hospital for 31 years. So I just started back uh, going out for acting jobs, little stuff, just to get me out of the house, keep me a little busy and interested. Is there anything out there that our listeners should be looking for, or is it all local? No, no a lot of, I do a lot of stuff. Student films oh. and web uh, webisodes and uh, a commercial, and you can look at my reel on YouTube, the Roger Brown reel, and you'll get an idea of what I look like today and what I'm doing today. We'll definitely have to check that out and make sure our listeners know where to find that if they want to see it. Uh, do you do you have a movie or two that you think people sh- of yours that they should see? Well, of course, Argo Man is is the number one. That's had the, the most success, especially in the last few years. Like yeah. they were, where were all you people when I needed you? Maybe they would have done an Argo Man too. Who knows? But I guess that would be. Yeah, the rest of them are just, you know, they're just commercial films, you know, shot in uh, five or six weeks. I think, I think we went seven weeks on Argo Man. Some nice traveling around Europe. Nothing that would have been submitted to an Oscar nomination, that's for sure. I had no grand uh, illusions on on anything like that. So uh, that's probably the best one I did of, of the spy uh, science fiction or what have you. Uh, the, the costume films like Seven Against the World or, or Ten Gladiators, or, they were all well-made. Most of the films I did, was, was for what they were, they were, they were well-made. They were, they were clean and uh, commercially viable both in Italy and, and uh, around the world. Well, I'm definitely going to track down some of these uh, movies. I don't have a lot of uh, uh, experience with the Gladiator films, the Sword and Sandal films, so I'm excited to check some of those out. Sure. they got these Euro spy books. I don't know if you have any of those, do you? Some of them, yeah. They're pretty much listed in there, and they give you a rundown of who's in there and what the actors are in the storyline. Mm-hmm. Did you ever like meet any of the other actors that were in the, some of these other movies, like Ken Clark or anybody like that? Oh, yeah, sure. I, I knew most of them. Yeah, Ken Clark and Brad Harris and, and, and Richard Harrison. And a good friend of mine was Gordon Mitchell. He was in, he did a lot of the uh, sword and sandal gladiator type films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of us well knew each other. Not that we did a lot of running around together because we were, you know, we had our own lives. And we, we were, in that period, we were often out 
going film. So there's not a whole lot of social stuff that we could do together. But yeah, we sort of all knew each other. Or knew, at least knew of each other because we were all working. Farn is working in Rome. How did you end up in Italy in the first place? Well, I wasn't an actor. I had studied, started studying acting here, and I did a couple of small films here in Hollywood, And uh, but I really wasn't making a living in it, and I had gone to school to become a physical therapist. I was working in that, and I was doing uh, home health treatments, and one of my clients called me one day and asked if I would go over and take care of his father, who was coming in from the islands, and he had a bad cold, could I come over and uh, at the Beverly Hills Hotel and uh, take care of him, make him feel better if I could. So I went over, and that the, uh, when I finished, he said, my wife and I, and this is 1960, he said, my wife and I will be going to Europe this summer for either four or seven weeks, and we always take a professional with us uh, to do massage and uh, physical training and fitness. And uh, with our man in Washington is a, is a family man. He might not want to go for as long as we plan on going. It would uh, would I be interested in going? I said, well, uh, only if you give me ten minutes to pack. Otherwise, uh, I don't think I could do it. So obviously, I wanted to go. So he a couple of weeks he called and said, well, you still interested in going? I said, when and where? So he told me when to be in Washington, and uh, so in a couple of weeks, and I did. I closed up out here and went to my home in uh, Louisville to visit my parents on the way and took off for Washington and went there for three months and stayed 20 years. Wow. That's how I got there. Then the, the first, the uh, and I went to, mainly because it was the year of the Olympics, so I went, uh, I stayed with them for seven weeks and then they left me there and with my ticket home and on the last day of the Olympics why I got a job in a 20th Century Fox film going to be shot in uh, Athens called It Happened in Athens with Jane Mansfield. So I went over there for five weeks and then came back to Rome and uh, dug in for the winter and started doing some theater. Started getting into uh, English dubbing, dubbing Italian films like many of which I did or would eventually do for the English version. Ended up dubbing 800 films in the 20 years I was there. Wow. Yeah, so that was just sort of a, a side thing that uh, a lot of us did uh, when we weren't filming. Then, so that's it. So it's um, just one thing led to another. Then I met a producer uh, actually outside a dubbing studio, just sitting out there sunning myself. And he, he sent one of his guys over uh, to see who I was because I, w- I wasn't anybody. I wasn't known at all. I hadn't done anything. And so I met him and he put me in a, a film called Vulcan, Son of Jupiter. I played the antagonist, Mars God of War, and then the, uh, shortly after that I was cast in a film called Mars God of War. <laughs> so it took off from there. I did about six short and sandal films, Gladiator. And that's about it. You got the story of my life, Derek. <laughs> I'm fascinated by it. And, and uh... <laughs> I was lucky I was sort of at the right place at the right time many times in my life. You know, I enjoyed it all. I wouldn't would have had it any other way. I don't know if I should be amused or terrified that Argo Man does physical therapy. Well, <laughs> I'm very flexible. <laughs> I'm very flexible. I've, just, I've, I've been able to switch from one thing to the other. I also, when I came back, I got back into physical therapy, but I, I also went to chiropractic uh, college, so I practiced 
chiropractic for several years also. Hmm. And then uh, when I uh, wound up uh, a year ago, uh, a year ago February, I closed uh, operations on that. And then I said, well, I've got to do something. So I started submitting for acting jobs through something called Actors Access and L.A. Casting. And uh, so I do that. It just, just gives me something to do and occupy my mind get me around and it's, it's fun that turns out I'm, I'm probably a whole lot better actor now than I uh, than I was before because you know I've lived longer and come better you got more more to call on more things hmm. to enhance your sense of memory so it's fun it's good I like it it's, I mean it's nothing serious I, I got no illusion about having a big comeback or anything that's not the point it's just just something to do if you see that reel, it's, it's just bits and pieces of, of three things that I did. I don't know. If you're acting again, is it too late for Argo Man 2? <laughs> if you get me a new pair of knees, yes, I'll be up for it. <laughs> Excellent. We'll start saving up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that interview with Roger as much as I enjoyed conducting that interview. You know, it was a real treat. I had actually met Roger briefly when I saw Argo Man in the theater here in Portland, Oregon last year. And I didn't get a chance to really chat with him. I hadn't really been working with Dorado Films too much at that point. He did sign my Argo Man DVD, and it was a real treat to meet him. He was a very nice guy, and he was even nicer on the phone for this interview. And you know what? I'm hopeful that we can do some things with Argo Man down the line. You know, here in the Portland, Oregon area, I wouldn't mind doing some screenings if we can find a place to show it. And of course, if you're not here in Portland, Oregon, you can always watch it through Roku or Flips. If you are a user of Facebook, you can find the Portland Argo Man Appreciation Society. This is a group that I also head over on Facebook. You don't have to live in Portland to join that group. So if you want to just talk to other fellow Argo Man fans, join that group as well. And again, chat it up with us. Now, I mentioned at the top of the show that we have a copy of Argo Man to give away to a lucky listener of Monster Kid Radio. We're going to make this real simple. Email me your name and mailing address at monsterkidradio at gmail.com. This contest we're going to run for a week and a half. I need to get your contest entry in by March 5th. That's Wednesday. And then on March 6th, that episode of Monster Kid Radio, I'll announce the winner. So, real simple. Your name, your mailing address, maybe in the subject line, mention Argo Man so I know what that email's for. Get it off to monsterkidradio at gmail.com. You'll be put in a drawing for this DVD. Of course, if you want to get it for yourself, again, DoradoFilms.com is where you can buy Argo Man, as well as a number of other wonderful films that they have available right now. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to their website over at MonsterKidRadio.net. Like I said, in a couple of days, we are going to be talking about El Santo versus the Martian invasion, and we're going to have some familiar voices on the show because I met a number of listeners at the theater to see that film, and I think it's going to be a good time. So come back in a couple of days for that. Before we sign off, I want to go ahead and mention a couple of other things. The HP Lovecraft Film Festival and Cthulhu Con is happening here in Portland, Oregon, April 11th, 12th, and 13th. This is going to be my 12th, 13th, maybe 14th year of attending this film festival. I've gone every year, and this year... I'm going as a special guest. I'm going to be a panelist, and there's talk about me introducing one of the films as well. If you are in the Portland, Oregon area, or are going to be in the Portland, Oregon area, mid-April, I would love to see you there. 
And I'd love to put you on the show because I'll have my recorder recording as much as I can for future episodes of Monster Kid Radio. And finally, I also want to mention that in the latest issue of Scary Monsters Magazine, issue number 91, which should be hitting the shelves of your favorite bookstores, or you can buy it online, you'll find an article by me, Monster Kids with Microphones by Derek M. Cook. It's my first article that appears in Scary Monsters Magazine, and it's about, well, classic movie podcasting. I'm going to talk about what I do at Monster Kid Radio in 1951 Down Place, and you're going to hear from people like Vince and Nick from the B-Movie Cast and the Creature Feature Podcast. You'll hear about them as well. So check that out if you have an opportunity to get your hands on that magazine. Monster Kid Radio is a registered service mark of Monster Kid Radio, LLC. All original content of Monster Kid Radio by Monster Kid Radio, LLC is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. Of course, that does not apply to the song Pacific Trash Vortex. That belongs to the band Terrorist Bengala Party. You can find it for yourself at their various websites like Facebook and SoundCloud and YouTube. Again, follow the links at monsterkidradio.net to get to that. Talk to you in a couple of days. 